0: Hello, you beautiful nerds. It's Black History Month, and with the new season of one of my favorite animated shows coming out on Netflix, and in lieu of a controversial casting decision, I felt like now is as good a time as any to talk about it. So get ready, white people and black Republicans. It's about to get really uncomfortable. So grab a beer and tell the ghost of Duke Ellington he's had enough. You're drunk, Duke. No, you are Duke. <laughs> drunk? And let's have a quick chat about... But first, a prelude. In the year of our Lord 2017, an animated series called Big Mouth was created by Nick Kroll and some other white people. I haven't talked about this show before, but I have been obsessed with it ever since its premiere. It's obviously good. I wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't. Actually, that's... (laughs) That's not true. But what makes it so good? Well, first and foremost, it's fucking hysterical. The writing on the show can be so incredibly smart, real, and touching one moment, and be stupid, irreverent, and disgusting the next. It wonderfully balances the sophomoric humor of a South Park-type show with the thoughtfulness of... Actually, there aren't any other shows like this. There are a lot of shows the kids watch that are like way too gross and mature for them because when kids get to that pre age, they really want to hear stories about sex. But they're also kids, so they want like farts and boogers and gross shit. And this show definitely falls into that category, but it's also like quasi-educational. Like I wish I had a show like this when I was a kid because middle school was the fucking devil and I had no idea what was going on with my brain or my body. This show not only normalizes all those thoughts and feelings, but it also makes them really fucking funny. One of the ways they do this is with these strange creatures that represent the anxieties, neuroses, trauma, and impulses we all have. The hormone monsters, the gratitude, the depression kitty, the anxiety mosquito, Duke Ellington. You caught me working on a new song that no one will ever hear. (laughs) Oh, death is so profoundly sad. Well, no, not not Duke Ellington, but the rest of them are surprisingly insightful, and I can only imagine how impactful and meaningful some of these episodes are to the kids who are watching them. I even dare say it's an important show? The show has always been good. Big Mouth kind of started off as a commentary on puberty and how fucking awful it is. Nobody likes puberty! That's why they made the fucking show! But the show has evolved into so much more. Of course, it still covers the nuances of sexuality, but it also discusses depression, anxiety, and racial identity, which brings me to the seemingly misrepresented elephant in the room. But first, uh, another prelude? In the year of our Lord, 2020, everything fucking sucked. There were notably a lot of protests against the continued and systemic brutalization of the American black community by police. There were a lot of reactions, and there are still a lot of protests, because they keep murdering black people. But there was one specific reaction that was particularly strange. And that reaction was an overwhelming cacophony of white guilt. Every morning I read the news, some white person or company ran by white people would come out and apologize for whatever, American history. Then in June, Jenny Slate, voice of the biracial character Missy, resigned from her position on Big Mouth. I have a few feelings about this. Okay, first, this is not what people were marching about last year. We weren't asking for a Vaseline commercial that's serious as a fucking heart attack. We weren't asking for you to change Uncle Ben or Aunt Jemima. It's because I'm a woman, isn't it? We just wanted you to stop killing black people, or at the very least, give a shit when a black person gets murdered. Big Mouth is doing a victory lap because they shed their white guilt last year too, but I want to talk about why this decision doesn't feel great and pose the question, why didn't you do this to begin with? It all reminds me of the actor Ed Screen. A couple years ago he was cast as the character in the 2019 reboot of Hellboy. You know that one that nobody nobody saw. But the character he was cast as is Asian in the source material. So in 2017, screen quit Hellboy. Because, you know... He's not Asian. I really thought that this was an admirable decision. Ed Screen isn't fucking Chris Evans. I'm sure big budget superhero films don't just fall in this dude's lap. The fact that he had the integrity to turn down the role is great, but it's not a decision he should have to make. The people in charge of the movie or the show should be making those decisions and they should be the ones who should be taking representation into account. Not really saying Jenny Slate should or shouldn't have quit. I just think that Big Mouse should have cast a black person in the first place. Again, why didn't you do this to begin with? I understand Jenny's reasoning behind her decision. Black roles should go to black people because why should a job that could have gone to a black person go to a white person? Black people are systemically disenfranchised, so it feels like a long list of clubs white people have been keeping black Americans out of. On top of that, it may feel disingenuous to some audience members to know that stories about a black character's culture is being told by white people through the voice of a white person. That being said, though... Does it matter? Does that mean that Phil Lamar shouldn't be Samurai Jack? Does Karen Fukuhara need to quit Kipo cause she's Japanese American instead of being half Korean and half black? Three out of the five main characters in Bob's Burgers is female, but only one of the actors is female. Should Dan Mintz stop playing Tina Belcher? Tina's character is very much linked to her womanhood and sexuality. So you can make the argument that someone who can actually relate to the unique experiences of becoming a woman should be playing that character instead of Dan. Does the voice acting profession allow for a certain level of disconnect between what we see and what we hear? I like to think so, but I also don't have all the answers, and I don't pretend to speak for all people of color. Black people are allowed to have different opinions, so leave me alone. But again, it's my opinion that this decision was motivated by white guilt about something completely different, and that's why it doesn't feel 100% great. Of course, it would have felt better if they cast a black actress from the beginning, but at least they made a change in a thoughtful and funny way. Niggas ain't shit. Whoa, oh, okay, oh boy, uh, N-word alert. Girl, this is... N-word? Man, that's some shit Our mom taught her. Yeah, she says you're never supposed to say that word. She can't say it, because she's of the Caucasian persuasion. So one more time, With feeling, why didn't you do this to begin with? And the answer is simple. They didn't think about it. They didn't think about it because they didn't care. I do agree that there should be a reasonable disconnect between voice actor and character when it comes to animation. But it's very telling when people in charge don't think to even hire people of color until they're afraid we might get mad. Like, I don't want them to hire black people because it looks better. I want them to want to hire black people. Apparently that's a lot to ask. I'm going to get pretty obnoxious with the black content this month, so just be aware of that. It's like Christmas for me, except instead of giving people presents, I make my white friends uncomfortable even though they haven't done anything to me. I've been getting quite a few new subscribers lately and I can't express how much I appreciate you guys. I mean, other than to say, I appreciate you guys. So yeah, I I, I appreciate you guys. Did Did I say that too many times? I feel like I said that too many times. Anyway, have a wonderful rest of your Black History Month, and may the force be with you.